World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, they're not outrageous comments. They're not. They're seemingly outrageous comments. But if you go back and you check, uh, been right on with a lot of stuff we're talking about here. That's why some of you keep coming back. And uh, got some good stuff for you today. I'm telling you, we're winning this battle. But we have to understand what the battle is if we're going to continue to uh, to progress. We've uh, golly, we've we've been playing defense for so long. Good stuff. Good things are happening for sure. Myra, I want you to pray us in right away so I can get. Rolling here where I want to go. All right. Yes, coach. By the way, folks, uh, before I, before Myra prays, <clears throat> I want you to know that I, I fully endorse what Myra is doing in regards to deliverance. And maybe we'll give you a little bit of an opportunity to talk about that today. Folks, look, here's, see, look, here's one of the greatest, here's one of the greatest deceptions in all of the scriptures. Are you ready? The idea that you have to be an expert to do the gospel. Boom. It's one of the greatest deceptions that it is. I'm not smart enough. I'm not trained enough. I don't have an experience enough. Look, all experience does is increase your effectiveness. I'm a better football coach after 10 years than I was at two. I'm the same coach, probably running the same plays, but I've sharpened my skill. Dr. Paul Goslin is certainly a better doctor today than he was 15 years ago. And when, when I have a problem a medical problem, then I turn to the experts. I make, I got a couple different guys I may call, but I, I know this. I'm probably, just for my sake, I'm probably not going to call some guy right straight out of med school. Probably not going to because I, I want to I go to somebody that's got a little bit of an experience. And I want you to think about uh, you and your grandchildren or your children. When you send them to public school, how many of you are excited or were excited when you walked in that first day at, uh, open house, meet the teacher night, and you walked in there, and it was some pretty uh, energetic chick just out of college. And we thought, oh, she's got the most fantastic teacher, when it was probably somebody from the pit of hell who's coming in and teaching liberalism and all that stuff into our children, and we don't even recognize it. So there's a growth process that takes place in Christianity, certainly, certainly. Myra Schneider today is not Russ Dizdar. She's not Tom Dunn, but she's effective in what she's doing. Because why? She's walking out what it is the Lord has called her to do. So Myra's been hosting some, some deliverance sessions. Some del- now look, hey, friends, these aren't uh, designed for, what's the word I'm looking for? For people to tune in and, and want, wow, wow. That's not, what, that's not what they're designed for. This isn't sensationalism. You know, the Bible says that we, we shall cast out devils. We shall speak with new tongues. Somewhere it says that. Does anybody know where it says that? And th- this sign shall follow those who believe in my name. We Mark shall cast 16, out coach. What's that, Dale? Mark 16. Pull that up for me. F- folks, do you believe the Bible? Do you believe the Bible? Do you have to be an ordained, seminary-trained Catholic priest to cast out devils? Down about verse 15. Down verse 15 and the 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Myra, do you believe? Yes. Do you, uh, Jeff, now, do you believe? Tim Parker, do you believe? Mel, do you believe? Paul, do you believe? I believe. Well, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. First thing they said. Is he lying? They shall speak with new tongues. What? 
Not around here, they ain't going to. Not like Presbyterian Church, they're not going to do that. That's of the devil. They shall take up serpents. Hey, would that be the medical system? Would that be the medical system? You ever look at the top of the American Medical Association, little cross, whatever, got a snake wrapped around it, right? The caduceus. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink or take a vaccine and any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Boom. But why, where, where are we missing it? Where are we missing it? Is God lost? Is God dead? Has God lost all his power? Is the church afraid of the supernatural? Church doesn't even want to, not only does the church not believe in the supernatural, they don't even want to talk about the supernatural. Hey, Coach, they say, well, who's Myra? Who's Myra that she would be casting out devils? Uh, someone who believes in his name. Hey, Coach. <laughs> That's who she is. Anything special about him, except it could be an anointing. Hey, it Coach. certainly could be, could be an anointing. But the fact that Myra doesn't have the seminary training or hasn't sat under Russ Dizdar or John Ramirez, hasn't sat under these big-name cast-out devil folks, Benny Hinn. She hadn't been hanging out with Benny Hinn. She, who is she? She can't do it. And you know what the medical system will tell me? You know what the medical – the same thing that big religion will tell you is the same thing big farmer will tell you. Number one, stay away from people who do the supernatural. You stay away from that. That's what big religion will tell you. You stay away from them. You stay away from them. And then big medicine will tell you what? You better stay away from Goslin. He's a kook. You better stay away from him. And if you can't see that that – that uh, train, that trail is the same in both of those. Oh, I'm, I got someone gone this morning. It just hit me. It just, go, ahead, go ahead, Myra. Coach. Myra, I thank God for your gift. I thank God, I thank God right now for your gift. Amen. I give praises to the Lord. A willing vessel, like you will say, Coach. Uh, the reading today will be from Romans 1, 18 through 21. I can't believe it. I love that, man. I love that section right there. I love it. Romans 18. One, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Romans 1, 18. Through 21. Okay. For it is written, for the wrath of God is... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The wrath of God's revealed? We can see the wrath of God? What? Now you're getting into that supernatural stuff. Go ahead. Yes, coach. From heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Well, could you unpack that? They have the truth, but they hold it in unrighteousness. They have the truth, but they hold it in unrighteousness. Wow. Go ahead. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. What is, you guys know what the word manifest means? Because that which may be known of God is seen in them, is obvious in them. You look at me, I got a cross hat. So the fact that Coach Dave believes in Jesus is manifest in wearing of his hat. So because they, that which may be known of God is obvious to them, they see it, they get it. Go ahead. For God have showed it unto them. We got no excuse. For the invisible things of him... From the creation of the world are clearly seen. Completely, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. Clearly what? Clearly, clearly what? Seen? All right, you can see them? You can see what? The invisible things? You can see? How can you see invisible things? They're clearly seen. Being understood. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, coach. By the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Yeah, without excuse. When they want to kill a baby and they say it's a blob of tissue, they, they know it's a lie. They, he has shown them the truth and they reject it. They don't care. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Hang on a minute. Vain. Go there. We've got to go, go to Webster. We've got to go back there. It's important. Words have meanings. Words have meanings. Vain. Empty. Worthless. No substance. No value. 
and no importance. Vain, vain. Their thoughts became vain in their imaginations. In other words, what they imagined in their own mind was worthless, empty, having no substance of value or importance. When they decide that they're on their own without the Spirit of God going to determine what's right and what's wrong or what's true and what's false, when they begin to do that, it's vain in their imaginations. They've already missed it. Okay, go back to Romans. Yes, Coach. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. Our released anointing that destroys the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Bible says, take caps. Stay right there. Oh, man, the Holy Spirit just hit me. Take captive every thought. Because why? Look, last line, it's a vain imagination. Take captive every thought because those thoughts are empty imaginations. They go nowhere, right? And what happens when that when those empty, vain imaginations take hold of you? Your foolish heart gets darkened. You see it? You see the progression? First of all, the truth is obvious to him. He shows everybody the truth. Uh, and they didn't believe it, even though it was clearly seen and understood by the things that were made, uh, even his power and the fact that he is God. So they don't even have, they don't have an excuse. What? Because when that when they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God, and neither were thankful, but began to think up these crazy thoughts apart from God, and then their heart gets darkened. Wow. <clears throat> wow, wow, wow. Thanks, Myra. That's good. I ought to just come in here every day and let Myra read a scripture and go after it, huh? Remember, the most critical thing you're ever going to do is think when you read. Stop and think. The Bible says meditate on the word. Meditate on it. Meditate on it. What? Meditate on it. Amen. Amen. Think about it. Don't tell me. I've read through the Bible 50 times. Good. Have you meditated on it all ever? Would you just speed read it? It's not a speed reading contest. This isn't the Boy Scouts where you get a badge every time you read through it. Why do you guys even say that? You've read through it. Have you even have you ever taken an hour and meditated on just on Romans one? You could you could spend an hour meditating on Romans one. Every word you read, you stop and say, "Wow, what does that mean? What does that mean?" I think that's I think I know what that means. I think I do. Maybe I ought to go look it up and see what it says because there's something deeper here. Because why? In the beginning was the Word. The Word. There's something powerful in the Word. It's deeper than we understand it. The word has the power to destroy. The word has the power to create. Something about that word, that word, that spoken word. There's a power. There's an energy there. By the way, there's power and energy in evil words, too. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why he says take captive every thought because it's leading to a dark heart if you don't. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth's going to speak. Well, you got a dark heart. What's coming out of your mouth? Darkness coming out of your mouth. Take captive. Don't let it get in there. Stop it at the head level. Don't let it get to the heart level. Can I tell you the truth? Head level is our default position, not heart level. But you have to be careful because the Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? That's why you need an intercession, an uh, intersection of the mind and the heart. You need the filter of both. Take captive every thought. Bring it to the obedience of what God says, and then you'll be okay. Just taking captive a thought doesn't always help. You take captive that thought, and you take it to the Lord. Say, Lord, what does your word say? What should I do about this? And then you'll be clear. it'll be clear what you're supposed to do. But see, these other people, they take captive the thought, and then they vain imagination takes it a different place. And they end up as non-believers when the Lord made it plainly obvious. How can you how can you look at the miracle of sex, a man and a woman, and the desire, especially the desire of a man and a woman to have a sexual relationship, or animals out in the field humping one another? How can you not understand the magnetism and the miracle of that sexual union? And why would you ever do that casually? You have the ability. Every time you lay a man lays with a woman, there's the ability to create life. Ain't no life in anal sex. Ain't no life in that. There ain't no life in oral sex. And all these deviant sexual beings that we're dealing with, you know, the first note I put down here today, what is this fascination 
with these sex freaks. You know, there are more transgender sex freaks in our government than there are Christians. In the Biden administration, they have more sexual deviance in positions of authority than anything else, than Christians, certainly. What's that all about? What is the focus on sexual deviancy? Because clearly the sexual deviance, the the whole sex act is a powerful, powerful thing because why? It has the ability at any time to create life. See, we, we we have been taught, we've been, our culture has been wrapped up in the idea that sex is merely about enjoyment, hedonism hedonism. If I can just stick my penis in this thing, or if I could just stick it in this thing, or if I could just stick it in that person, if I could just stick it in that person, that somehow this sexual urge and the sexual desire will somehow be placated. At some point, I'll be satisfied. When the truth of the matter is, you are never satisfied. Why? Because it's a natural function of a man and a woman to reproduce. And we Ooh. teach hedonism that sex is only about enjoyment to sit around, look at a video, and masturbate, come to uh, an orgasm, and that's what sex is. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me that we've let it come to that point? But we have. We have. Who? We have. We've permitted that to happen with a lie that there's a separation between the church and state, and who are you to push your morality on me as they push their no morality on me, Right. And just the foolishness. Our our thoughts become vain in our imaginations. We don't even get it. We don't even get it. And the most remarkable thing happened this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm not this week. Yeah, it is remarkable. And this will see seem a bit. Uh, this will seem a bit self bit a bit self serving. Hang on, Mike. You wanted to say something. Go ahead, real quickly, Mike. Go ahead. By the way, watch my Brideon show yesterday. Please watch it and do and do this for me. I never ask you to do this. Share it. Share yesterday's Brideon show with folks because it will show clearly how the other side's organized and we're not organized. Okay, that's that's the real reason of it. To show it to Christians so they can see how the devil's team is working together and understand that we're not. They have to see it. They have to see it. It's not posted yet, although we just put it in the chat. It will be on online at Coach Dave Live. Please, please share that video. Go ahead, Mike. Anyway, Coach, uh, I've often thought that searching the scriptures meant to go running all through the Bible trying to find something. <laughs> well, search the scripture right there when you hit that word and look for the, you know, what the meaning of that word is in the scriptures, not so much your own mind. Then the other th- thing is that self-gratification. Our flesh is corrupt as <clears throat> been from the beginning. All we yep. want to do is satisfy our flesh. That's why That's right. eating disorders and and other things, drinking yep. disorders, smoking disorders. Yep. Can I tell you, folks, the church teaches it? Can I tell you that? That the church teaches the glorification of, of, uh, of the flesh? And when you go to church, people love to go to those churches where they tell you you can be healthy, wealthy, and wise. All of them fleshly. All of them fleshly. If I were to start a church tomorrow, and every day my sermon in my church was that we're to die daily. We're to die to ourselves. We're to present our bodies a living sacrifice. If it wouldn't, wouldn't be might come. Because why? We're carnal and fleshly in nature. All of us are. I fight it every day. You fight it every day. You do. So I want to show you something that is really, uh, if you if you bear with me here just a second. Pull up. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Give my bearing here a minute. I just sent you a new one. Pull up John 844. John 844 real quickly. I wanted to read the entire John 8 today because I, oh, I got something. Oh, Lord. Lord, I can't. If I say that, we'll go in an entirely different direction, Lord. <clears throat> Folks, are, are you looking at this? Are you looking at John eight forty four? Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. Now, folks, is that, a, a, is that figuratively speaking? If Jesus is figuratively speaking, how do we know when to believe him and when he's not? By the way, who's he standing in front of? I hate to tell you this. Just go, okay, okay, Lord, I heard it three times. Okay, Lord, go back. Go to John 8. 
Just go to John 8. Get, get out of 844. Just go to John 8. Folks, I'm just following the Holy Spirit here. You can get as mad as you want to. I really don't care. Go down to about verse 20. The Pharisees, oh, I just saw it. Go back up there. <clears throat> I st- uh, let's see. Where did I see the Pharisees as you were scrolling down? Uh, these, words, these words spoke Jesus there. Then Jesus and Tracy taught in the temple. No man laid hands on him. Jesus said, I'm going to get. Jesus said again, I'll go my way, seek me. Then said, then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he said, whether I go, you cannot come. And he said unto them, pardon me, who's Jesus speaking to here? Stop. Stop scrolling. Who's Jesus speaking to? Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he said, whether I go, you cannot come. And he said unto them, who's them? I'm not going to say it. You, whoa, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I said, therefore, unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, well, who are you? And Jesus said unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I've heard him. They understood not that he spoke of the Father. Why? Oh, because they got a different father. Sorry. Then said Jesus unto them, when you've lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I'm he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my father has taught me. I speak these things. And he said, and he that sent me is with me. The Father hath no left left no one alone, for I do always those things that please him. And he spake these words, and many believed him. Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed on him. What? He's separating the Jews? Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth, if you know, it's going to set you free. And they answered in him and said, we be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. Why do you say that? You shall be made free. And Jesus said, verily, verily, send you, whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. You're not free. And the servant abideth not in the house of the father, but the son abideth forever. And if the son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. Do you get the picture of who he's talking to? He's talking to saved Jews and unsaved Jews. He's telling these guys, you're free because the son sets you free. And he said, I know you're Abraham's seed. I get it. But you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. But who's he talking to? Who's he talking to? The unsaved. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. Evidently, they have a different daddy. And they answered and said, Abraham's our father. Jesus said unto him, oh, yeah? If you were Abraham's children, you'd do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that told you the truth, which I've heard of God. This did not Abraham. You do the deeds of your father. And they said unto him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. And Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I sent, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. Folks, I'm telling you, can it be more clear? And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. He abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. Their daddy he's talking about. And when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of this. And because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. Folks, you have your father, the devil. All those who hate me, pull up. Uh, stay with me. But if you guys can't feel the anointing, I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Amen. Uh, pull up. Um, 
Where is it here? Proverbs 8. Proverbs 8. Bear with me. I got I to gotta hammer this on. Does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? She, wisdom, stands at the top of high places. By the way, in the places of the path, she cries at the gates, at the entrance of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Who does? Wisdom. Wisdom is a she, by the way. She calls unto men, I call. My voice is to the sons of men. Oh, ye simple, understand wisdom. You fools, be of an understanding heart. Hear! For I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. And all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them, in his words. They're all plain to him that understandeth, and write to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction, not silver, and knowledge rather than gold. For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired are not compared to it. Anything you can get does not compare to godly wisdom. Wisdom, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. What's the fear of the Lord? Hate evil, hate pride, hate arrogancy, and hate the evil way. God hates what? What? I thought God was love. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and all the evil way. And the froward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine. Sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, who? Wisdom. Reign. Kings reign. And princes decree justice. By wisdom, princes rule, nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me. Wait a minute. Wisdom loves those that love him, and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honors are with me, yeah. Durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. Talking about wisdom. My fruit is better than gold and fine gold. My revenue than choice silver. Wisdom. I, wisdom, in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. Wisdom we're talking about, not the Lord. The Lord possessed me. Possess what? Wisdom! The Lord possessed wisdom in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. When there was no depths, I, was, I came out. When there was no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was, wisdom was brought forth. Well, as yet, he hath not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the earth, I was there. When he established the clouds, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, I was there. When he gave to the sea his decree, and the fountains should possess his command, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him. And one brought me up with him, and I was in his delight. Go to 44. That's where I want to go, I think. Uh, say right there. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. 36. Hear instruction. Be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that hears me. Wisdom. Watching me daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my door. For whosoever finds wisdom finds life, shall obtain favor of the Lord. Do you see the difference there? Do you see that? Whoever finds, doesn't say whoever finds the Lord. It says whoever finds me, that's wisdom, shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me, Wrongeth his own soul. Why? For all those that hate me love death. Look out look what's going on. Do they love death or do they not love death? Until we understand what's the game, do we understand what's going on? Life and death. Life and death. Choose this day whom you shall serve. Life, death, what shall you serve? And unfortunately, the entire world, birth control, abortions, vasectomies. Sorry while I'm on this. This is from the Lord. Those are all sex with death. The purpose of sex is procreation. And those of us who have done all of those things, we have committed grievous sins against the Lord. You don't have to say amen. I'm just telling you the truth. 
And I sit here and I think, wonder, I often ask my wife, I tell Michelle, we should have had 50 kids. You and I should have had 50 kids. And what is the average church teaching today? Are they teaching to have a lot of kids? No, you can't have a lot of kids because you have to have a lot of stuff. If you have a lot of stuff, a lot of kids, you can't have a lot of stuff because it costs money to have kids. So therefore, the Lord wants you to be rich. Get a vasectomy and you can have a couple of kids and a bunch of stuff. I'm stepping on it today. I'm sorry. I'm talking to me. I'm stepping on it today. Stepping on it today. And how many of you out there in the depth of your heart know this, that with your own children, you hope they don't have any more kids. They can't afford the ones that they have. Why? Because you have your father, the devil. At least the devil's whispering you, telling you that he is he is pro-death and he wants you to be pro-death too. I got to show you something here. This is where the Lord has been leading me for two days. I can, I can finally let it go today. Pull up, uh, uh, I'm sorry, hang on. Pull up uh, Dobbermeyer accident article. I got my, my, my nephew sent this to me. He was doing some genealogy. His daughter was doing some genealogy research. And in the genealogy research, this pops up. I never, I've never told you guys this. Never really mattered. I, I want to read through this article with you. I want you to see how I was almost not here. I was almost not here. If you can, by the way, as I read this, I want you to, I want you to process whether this stuff would, the, these descriptions would be in the paper today. All right. This is my family. This is my. This is before I was born. My uh, my mom and dad, and my uh, my uh, two brothers and my sister were in a horrible, horrible accident in Lancaster, Ohio, and it was in uh, Fe- February twentieth, nineteen fifty one, I think it was. So bear with me as I I want say, Coach, what are you talking about? Think how many people wouldn't be here if I wasn't here. Think of the influence my life has had that it wouldn't have had if I were not here. Not just me, you, all of us, all of us, right? I'm not talking, I'm not making this about me. I've never shared this with you, and this, this came out of nowhere. Six persons, including a Lancaster family of five, were hospitalized uh, in, with injuries early Sunday following, thank you, Following a two-car wreck on North High at King, King Avenue, described by police as one of the worst traffic accidents here in years. Three members of the local family, including a seven-month-old boy whose left arm was severed, that's my brother Dan, were critically hurt, while one other was seriously injured. I, I, just, listen, just listen to this. See if this is America today. Quick and coordinated action by police, fire department, emergency squad, the towing service operator freed five of the injured after they were trapped in one of the cars. That'd be the car you're looking at there. That car was uh, was pinned, wrapped around that telephone pole, and had to be pried out. Quick, uh, <clears throat> Police Chief Sam Hutzler said this morning, Mrs. Kane, going down, Mrs. Kane smacked us. Keep on going down the deck. The victims and their injuries are Mrs. Kane ran a stop sign and ran into my dad and my family as they were driving the car. The victims were Frank Dobbenmeyer, 31, my father, believed by police to be the driver of the Chevrolet. Chevrolet He had fractures of the left shoulder and spine shock. Dobbenmeyer's an anchor hawking glass employee, former baseball and softball outfielder and well-known athlete. This is my dad. His condition today at the hospital is fairly satisfactory. Pearl Dobbenmeyer, 27, his wife, badly fractured left arm, her whole, her whole life, her left arm, my mom could not, could not extend her left arm. When they, when they uh, operated on her, her arm was locked her whole life. I not, couldn't move her elbow. Also fractured left thigh, right hand. Also the fifth finger in her right hand was cut off. She was in shock and her condition today was described as fair at the hospital. Danny Dobbenmeyer, seven months old son of the Dobbenmeyers, left arm completely severed in the accident at the middle of the upper arm. Condition only fair today at the hospital. Joseph Dobbenmeyer, three and a half years old, head injury, possible back injuries. Condition today at the hospital, fair. 
X-rays did determine more. Jane Dobbenmeyer, five, my older sister, suffered bruises and shock. She was released from the Lancaster Fairfield Hospital later that evening. A force of the impact knocked the Dobbenmeyer car across the hut. I'm talking about how easy it would have been for me not to be here. Force of the impact knocked the Dobbenmeyer car across the high and King intersection and when it struck a curb on the southwest corner of the intersection, the Chevrolet sedan turned over on the right side and was virtually wrapped around a power pole. The Dobbenmeyer car was completely demolished, police reported. This is May 21st, 1951 in the paper. The car was wedged under the, uh, the cane car was wedged under the rear of the Dobbenmeyer car, holding the ladder vehicle against the pole, police investigated. The motor on the overturned Dobbenmeyer car was still running when police officers arrived. Wrecking crews of Morgan's, how about that? My son-in-law is Morgan. Wrecking crews of Morgan's garage had to pull the two cars apart before five of the victims could be extricated from the Dobbenmeyer car. Mrs. Dobbenmeyer and Danny Dobbenmeyer were penned in the car against the pole and the curb and crowbars were used to free the, me, my mother, me, inside my mother. The wrecking crews, police and firemen we rescued all the injured from the cars in 30 to 40 minutes. My mom and my brother with a severed arm were trapped inside that car for 30 to 40 minutes. The injured were first taken into the home. Imagine this. The wreck took place and they took the injured into somebody who lived right on the street. Took them into the home of Mr. and Mrs. Edward Ted Wells, 333. 333! Hmm. North High Street as they removed the wreckage from Mr. and Mrs. Wells. The two nurses arrived, just showed up on the scene. It goes on and on. They called, they called funeral homes. Funeral homes came and brought or served as ambulances. Pull up the OJ poster. OJ, OJ's uh Granddaughter Eva, I think, Emma, I'm sorry, granddaughter Emma, made this poster for a graduation, a senior project. How much damage can one abortion do? If my grandpa had been killed in his mother's womb, it would have been a total loss of 70 lives, probably more now. One man had four kids. And those four kids had 14 grandkids. And those 14 grandkids had 39 great-grandkids. And those 39 great-grandkids had 12 great-great-grandkids. 70 people from one man. So we look at where we are here in America, and we can never forget this. That all those who hate me... Love, death. Why? Because it takes away little little arrows in the hands of the Lord. The one thing we should ask, <clears throat> that one man, OJ's dad, I suppose it is, with all of those children, those 70, those 69 people, were they trained in the fear and the admonition of the Lord? Or we're in the mess we're in because we turned the training of those children over to the devil who hates life and loves death. <clears throat> and in America today, we have parading <clears throat> as government officials transgender men. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Transgender. This one freak just got arrested for stealing. I'm sure you saw all this, right? And you say, Coach, what are you, what, what are you going? We don't understand, folks. <clears throat> First of all, the miracle that I'm here. But we don't understand that the entire focus of the evil one is death. Paul, that's the medical system. They told us they're about life. Folks, they're about death. How do we know they're about death? Because they're of their father, the devil. Amen. It's so clear and we can't understand this. We go to the ungodly for wisdom. There can't be any there. There is no wisdom there. 
We go to the ungodly for medical help. There can't be any wisdom there. The system is designed by their father, the devil. That's why the snake wraps around the pole. Their father, the devil, who hates, loves death. And we don't get it. We don't understand it. We still don't understand it. That everything that is not of the Lord is of the devil. I'm going to say that again. See, they're of the Lord or it's of the level. There ain't no demilitarized zone, folks. It's a miracle I'm here. It's a miracle I'm here. It's a miracle. Roger, come on in. Oh, David's always hard to come in sometimes because of uh, the wisdom you're sharing and but you know I'm I'm 62 and I've been in church most of my life when my kids were in youth group I was at a lot of different youth group meetings and camp meetings and, and dropping them off and and I can honestly say I don't think I've ever heard a sermon telling anybody to have lots of kids <laughs> in my entire life. Now, I say that to undergird what you presented. Um, my testimony is I don't think I've ever been at a youth group thing. I've ever been in a church that has ever said, brothers and sisters, we need to have lots of babies and tell your kids to have lots of babies. I don't think I've ever heard it. <laughs> huh? I know you haven't. I know you haven't. Why? Because those who are instructing us are of their father, the devil. Amen. You could you could talk to my sister Jane, because uh, she's old. She's the matriarch of, the, of of our side of the family, and she would tell you that my whole. I'm not talking about me. I want you to see the wisdom of God. My whole life, my mom and my dad called me the miracle baby. I don't even know. I came in about, what was that? What was that? uh, Go back to the article. What was the date? May 21st, 1951. May 21st. I'm sorry. Yes, May 20th. There it is. May 20th, 1951. Folks, folks, I was born November 26, 1952. They don't even know how it happened. I'm not talking about, don't miss what I'm not saying. They could never figure out how they were able to conceive me, my mom, my mom and my dad. My dad had a broken back. My mom had a busted elbow, crushed, crushed hip, mangled knee. My brother Dan laid on. Can you imagine a seven-month-old baby with the arm cut off, bleeding, lying on the concrete for 30 minutes? And didn't die. And you know what? This whole life, the enemy has been trying to steal that miracle seed out of my brother's life. Boy, this is deep, man. Come on in, Jeff and Reggie. Sorry to make this so personal. It is personal. It's only by the grace of God I'm even here. Well, Coach, my son and my daughter had such, well, they made personal choices and married people. And they turned their back against them, saying, no, I don't like to be anymore. And discouraged, where both my children says, why would I bring a child in this world today? Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm, population. Yeah. Huh? Because folks, uh, we're not, we don't love wisdom. We don't love wisdom. Screw as many women as you can. It feels good. That ain't wisdom, dude. <laughs> that ain't wisdom. Uh, you get that message about everywhere you look, huh? Hey, women, go to Facebook page. Go to Facebook. 
look how many nearly naked women are on Facebook and the promotion of it on Facebook and understand how a 15 or 16-year-old boy can't keep his Peter in his pants, huh? Right? Are they taught wisdom? Are they taught that? Or are they taught, no, by their father, the devil, who loves death? Not just physical death. He loves death of relationships. He loves death of opportunity. He loves death of advancement. He loves everything that kills the image of God. Oh, if we don't get it, we're not, we're not, we don't understand what's going on. Our Lord has a wonderful plan for your life. Now, I don't necessarily believe that, but if the Lord has a wonderful plan for your life, you can bet that the devil's got an awful plan for your life. And it's a battle of which one of those plans is going to carry through. Reggie. You know, you were talking about the wisdom. Excuse me, I got a cold. Coach, there was um, the view when I was having children after child, after child, after child, everybody, including my mother, called it reckless. But now it's different. <laughs> it is so different because my mom is like, wow, I am so blessed. I am so blessed. I There is a grace that comes with just being open to life and just having the children that you freely want God to send you. And now, like, I get very emotional just sitting around watching my grandkids. It is, I mean, I'm so Which one one of your children would you not want to have, Reggie? Right now? I don't know if you want to ask that question. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I got one giving me (laughs) help. I got one giving me help. (laughs) But there isn't one that I would trade for anything right right now. And my daughters, all married men, the ones that are married, that are having, they want lots of children. I mean, they come from nine themselves and eight themselves. It's amazing. It's so beautiful to watch. And there's a grace that comes with that. You know, I went back to a high school reunion and I looked around and I was like, wow, these ladies that I went to school with, they've aged. They've only had one and two kids. Mm. I don't know. Maybe there's a fountain of youth and having a lot of kids. I'm not saying I look young, but I look a hell of a lot younger than they do. And I'm moving. They're not. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I, 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 huh? Boy, oh boy! I'm, listen, I'm not, I'm not stepping on anybody's toes, okay? I, I, I love my grandkids so much, and, and, uh, but I feel guilty sharing my grandkids with some, some of my friends because they don't have any kid, grand, they don't have any grandkids, they don't have any grandkids. What is life like without grandkids? How have we t- see? The devil doesn't want the seed to multiply. And we bought into it. The church says don't have babies. Two, maybe. See it? He loves death. The devil loves to kill dreams. He loves to kill miracles. He loves to destroy. He loves to do whatever he can. By the way, John 10.10 says that the thief has cometh but to kill and to steal and to destroy. And that is the hireling pastor. Check it out, John 10. The devil didn't come to kill and to steal and to destroy. No, no, it's the hireling pastor who came to kill and steal and destroy. Why? What do you mean? Because the the devil doesn't have the power. Devil works through people. Dr. Paul, come in, then Emma. Yeah, I, from the beginning, Coach, when I, I'll never forget it after I had that vision about the sanctity of life. And uh, I'm sitting there freezing in, in the uh, hospital in the emergency room, and they amassed in front of me, and I yelled at them, and I said to them, I am not an abortion. And the next thing they did was attack me and hit me with a bunch of needles, and I woke up two days <laughs> later in a, in a uh, mental place. Okay. And in the end, after a week of coming after me, trying to figure out where my head was, all I could say was that I was too religious. I believed in God. <laughs> well, they know there's a God out there, folks. They do, baby. How do we know? Because we just read it. It's plainly seen. He's revealed <laughs> it to him. Myra read that to us. They're without excuse. They're without excuse. The question you have to ask yourself is why are you letting them convince you of what they believe? Huh? How come we're letting the devil's kids make all the decisions? Emma. Uh, Coach, I had as many kids as I could because I didn't get the message till after I married Tom that you should have as many kids as you can. 
Um, mm. And I got it from the smocks. And she one time held up my baby on campus and said, look at this baby. She will rule over your kids if you have any. It was a great moment. Wow, what a line, huh? What a line. But see, Emma, we've lost that. See, we don't think God's children are supposed to rule. We're supposed to rule. God, Jesus Christ, overcame death, hell, and the grave at the cross. It's his dominion now. His dominion. But see, just like we see going on in the government, we're letting people, you better hear me, we're letting people who do not represent the people make the rules. They do not represent the people. And Christians are letting people who do not represent the Lord make the rules. How stupid are we? All those who hate me Love, death, and everything that leads to it. Look at your government. How many people has the American government killed in wars? How many, how many innocent, uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not a bleeding heart. How many innocent people, innocent, God-fearing, maybe, maybe Christians died at Nagasaki and Hiroshima? out of the benevolence of this great American government. Amen, Coach. Because why? We put into position those who love death. They love death. Hey, hey folks, they don't know it. I mean, it's been, we just read it. It's been, plain, it's been plainly, plainly seen. They, they, they're without excuse. Bible tells them. They get it. They know. They know. Devil loves war. Julie. Good morning, Coach. Um, good. You know how you were saying you were a miracle baby. I was one of those too, but in a different sense. Um, I was still my mother's mom, and it wasn't until after she died that I realized how God, I always went to uh, Psalms 139.13, and that's what brought me to the Lord and saved my soul. So I just want to share that. Amen. 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 Overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony. You got to tell somebody. Hey, Michelle, I know you're listening up there. Holy Spirit just spoke to me as Julie was speaking. Wow. And you know what he said? He gave me a miracle grandson. Boom. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wow. God had a plan for you, Coach. Yeah, the God had a plan. He had his plan for all of us, and the devil is always trying to get us off the plan, off the line, off the line. He's always trying to redirect us. Why? Because he, the devil, loves the death of dreams. He loves the death of opportunities. He loves the death of advancement. He loves the death of love. That's why in your families, you're having such turmoil in your family because devil hates the family. He hates the family. Because the family, JR, was God's structure to impact and expand his kingdom. The devil hates Family. <clears throat> Clay, go ahead. Well, what what I'm hearing is how important time is. The time that we're given and granted by God. We're talking about the, the difference in getting a day or a full life. And what are we going to do with that time? That's what's important. What are we going to do with it? So Bible says redeem the time. Redeem the time, right? Redeem it. Because why? The yeah. days are evil. How are we going to spend it. this time that we've been gifted? So that's the question that I try to ask myself every day. What am I going to do with this time? Amen, Clay. Amen. 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 I'm, I gotta I gotta shoot this. I know you've all seen it. I'm sending this right now to to uh uh to you. Here, Spencer, it's coming to you right now. Throw, throw it up there as soon as you get the chance. 
Go ahead, Silver. Coach, uh, in my beautiful married life of 47 plus years, okay, we only had two children and we stopped out of fear and out of selfishness, out of lack of money yep. and lack of trust. Joe, amen, Joe. Amen. I'm with you, dude. I'm, I should have, I should have had 30 kids. I should have sold everything I had and just laid in bed with my wife and just made babies. That's what I should have done. Look, look on, look on that screen. You guys see, I'm not bragging. Okay. Look on that screen and understand this. 1951, the devil tried to take me out. Hmm? Look what wouldn't be here. Can I, tell you, can I tell you this? That's pornography to the devil. That right there is pornography to the devil. He hates that. And until we understand what the battle is about, we're not going to win it. If we think the battle is over a good economy and low gas prices and pick whatever you want to pick. If you think that's the battle, no, look around. The devil went to the heart of it. He went after that on that screen. The devil went after that. And those of you who are looking at me right now or listening to us right now, how many of you, your life, your heart is broken because the devil broke that? Raise my hand, but he has made me whole. He's made me whole. I raised my I raised my hand and say that was me, but he put the light in me because I was willing, and he made me whole. Amen. That's the gospel, isn't it, brother? That's the gospel. Amen. Come on in, Paul. Hey, look at that. The devil hates it. Hey, hey, right there it is. Look at your screen. That's devil pornography right there, baby. That's devil pornography. Hey, Coach, I don't know if you saw the latest with Todd Callender. He's a lawyer out of Bahamas. I talked to him about a year and a half ago. Um, he talks of cesium-137 and insulin, the one medication that lots of people need, cesium-137. So if you don't think that they're trying to take us out in mass, I want you to think about that. That is a... That is a radioactive metal that does not go away in your system. So, um, yeah, we're in a mess, Coach, but uh, we know where we are. Yeah, we're, we're in a mess. We're in a mess because why? Oh, my God. <sighs> we're supposed to have nothing to do. Are you, are you guys looking at me? We're supposed to have nothing to do with those who don't have the testimony of Christ. You understand that? We read that right out of the scriptures. Does anybody remember where that was? Was that was that John 1? Where was that? We read that the other day. Have nothing to do with those who do not have the testimony of Christ. Don't have anything to do with them. Don't buy their medicines. Don't take their vaccines. Don't eat their food. Why? Because they are of their father, the devil. And the works of their father, they will do. The devil was a liar from the beginning. All those who hate God love death. All, all is a pretty, pretty all-encompassing word, isn't it? If you don't love the Lord, you love the devil. You serve the devil. You serve, you maybe not love the devil, but you serve the devil. Why? Because you're of your father. And the work of your daddy, you will do. It's generational. It's generational. Come on in, Tom, quickly. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, what the scripture says, he who has Jesus or has Christ has life. He who does not have Jesus does not have life. It's pretty simple. You can't get more, can't get too much more simple than that. Amen. Can't get too much more simple than that, right? Can't get no. And I tell you, the the ones with the kids, like, for, of course, you know, our family and a possibility of another grandchild on the way. Um, Shh. But um, <laughs> we're waiting for that one. But uh, Amen. Amen. most most of the people that, you know, the doctors told us that we wouldn't be able to have kids. And 
you know, the Lord spoke to me and just said that I'm the giver of life, love your wife. And so we just, a lot of times people don't or whatever because of stress, but I found that most um, of the people that really gave us a a problem about homeschooling, about that we've been doing it, going on almost, well, close to 25 years, maybe, uh, graduated five. Um, four of them in college, four, three graduated college with summa cum laude. I mean, doing great. And, um, you know, it's a blessing, not, we don't have a perfect family by far, but you know, it's a blessing and children are a blessing of the Lord. And so when Christ gave us, you know, 10 kids, one in heaven and nine here and blessed four grant or four uh, son-in-laws, you know, most of the people in the, it, it was folks from the church you know, it was actually God's kids that were giving me the problem and my <laughs> wife problem about this, you know, about one thing or another. And the same thing with the um, homeschooling. So, you know, I, I think it's that thing of we're encouraging folks to have kids. Um, you know, that's I've always been, you know, just you trust the Lord in this. But why? Why is Coach E would say, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Because the God of this world has blinded us. And don't you ever forget that there are those who are of their father, the devil, and the works of their father they will do. See you tomorrow.